It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. Hanging out in Croswell today. Final camp stop is the Pioneers. Final team in the BWAC that we'll uh, talk about, yep. uh, Brady. We, we kind of hit all the other BWAC teams to start. Then we took our trip through the MAC, uh, and now we're back uh, in the BWAC to talk about the Pioneers today. And uh, I'm chomping at the bit to get to this one. Yeah, six days till kickoff, and while they waste no time, they open with Saginaw, Swan Valley. They are going to have a tough schedule. They have three absolute dudes to replace, but they have a lot of good pieces coming back. It's an interesting situation, Dennis. How often do you have a good core of the team coming back, but you lose arguably your three best players? Well, it'll be interesting, but uh, I'm, I'm calling it right now, and this is not just because Coach LeGros is standing next to me <laughs> with a whistle in his mouth, but uh, I, I think you're going to see the Pioneers are going to reload, not rebuild. Yeah, I just think it's a question of how quickly do they hit their stride, uh, because with a new quarterback and Coach LeGros' system, it does take a little bit to get the intricacies and really get it up to fourth and fifth gear. But no, I think this will be a good pioneer team. The question's how good. I'm excited to talk to Coach and uh, some of the players. We're going to do that in uh, just a few minutes here. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E-glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when 
it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady along with uh, Mike LeGro, head coach of the Crosslex Pioneers. Um, excited, uh, Mike, to, to see the Pioneers. We have four, I think your four biggest games uh, of in league play uh, this season on GetStuckOnSports.com. And uh, I know Jake Townsend's gone and, and Slanick and Kirk Wilson, but I feel like you've got a lot of guys still. And that you guys, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I know you'll accept the challenge. I think the target's on the Pioneers' back, and you're the team everybody's got to shoot for. Right. I mean, I would agree with that. When you're the uh, the champ, you you know, 
to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, and you know that's going to be everyone's motto going into our weeks. Um, you know, the one that one name that you forgot to mention that we lose that's probably the biggest piece that we miss in both the literal and figurative uh, speech is uh, Matt Lyons at six four three fifteen. Uh, I mean, that's an all state guard that we had a year before, and he has been the biggest missing piece we've had on the offensive line. Um, our biggest question marks going into this uh, season right now has been the offensive line, and we've been uh, getting kids in there, getting reps, trying to get things figured out uh, with them. And, uh, you know, trying to replace him is a tough. Xander Collins trying to replace him, too, on the offensive line has been a challenge in itself as well. Uh, but, you know, the likes of Joey Ramsey, who's back for his third season as a uh, starter on the offensive line for the varsity, uh, Benny Mendoza, who's going to be a third-year starter on the offensive line for us, uh, you know, those two are going to anchor it for us, but trying to find those missing pieces are uh, has been the challenge so far, but it also has been the most exciting position battle to watch because so many kids want those spots. Before we get too much into this year's team, let's just take a quick second to look back at last year. You lost the opener, then you ran through the BWAC, undefeated BWAC champs, as you mentioned, and then in the playoffs beat Notre Dame prep on a just a muddy, terrible game. You beat St. Clair in a dogfight in a Freeland game where – the score might not tell the story. It was a couple mistakes that ended up making the difference. It became a track meet, and you stumbled kind of after that first touchdown. What is? What are you looking at at that game film, and what is the message to this team to say, hey, how do we learn from this game? Uh, that small details matter. Uh, going to that Freeland game, it was legitimately two plays. It was two kick returns. Uh, so we put an extra emphasis on special teams uh, this upcoming season for sure. Um, not only that, uh, you know, we were two plays essentially, I think, from being in a more competitive game, potentially winning that game. Freeland was six inches away from winning the state semifinal game, and then Chelsea ended up winning the state championship. So in our minds, we were a couple handful of plays from going to forward field ourselves. Um, so that's hard to, uh, you know, that's been... I guess the most motivating thing for the kids, they've all said, like, what do you guys want to do? They go, we want to make another deep run at it. We want to get back at it. They're they're excited that Freeland's back on the schedule because they want the guaranteed chance of actually playing them. And uh, I'm excited about that as well. Uh, I got to have my old coaching staff come over to the uh, east side of the state on the on Lake Huron and get to smell the uh, pleasant smell of the sugar beets, and it'll be a fun time for everybody. Yeah, let's talk about your two non-league uh, games because obviously from where you come from, you got a lot of uh, connections and Swan Valley and Freeland, uh, th those could be fun games, but those are tough games. They're, they, they're going to be exciting. Uh, if you know Croswell, uh, Lexington football history, the last two teams that have beaten Croswell in the regional final are Swan Valley and Freeland. So we decided to put them on the schedule. Um, also, I know Swan Valley very well from back in my high school playing days as well as my early uh coaching career uh freeland and swan valley are big rivals um and obviously i know freeland because i'm a freeland graduate the uh, head coach there was my head coach and you know that's just a fun exciting game where it's like it's two programs that are looking to better themselves and you know want a good challenge before the playoffs start you look at your schedule and good god you don't play like a game here before before October basically at Swan Valley at Richmond you get Armada to come home but then you go on the road for two the next two weeks one home game out of your first five you're gonna get used to that bus pretty quickly what what's the preparation like for going on the road before you get to have a little home cooking near the end of the season 
the kids don't care. Uh, honestly, they just want to play football at this point. Uh, and quoting uh, Brandon Folsom here, the kids <laughs> will play in a, park, a Burger King parking lot if you let them. Um, <laughs> Because they, they really don't care. They just want to go out here, get after it. Um, it could be here. It could be, you know, down in uh, Richmond week two. It could be, you know, wherever. We don't care. We're, we're going to go there and play our game. All right. Uh, Jake Townsend was an exceptional athlete and an exceptional leader. He's one of those kids. He had that little extra something. You're going to have to replace him this year how do you go about doing that well you do it with gavin espinoza who is a kid who's kind of cut from the same cloth of jake townsend um if jake wasn't on the team last year gavin's probably the starting quarterback without a doubt and i think he'd probably get a lot of the same stuff now the thing that you try to compare of you know jake's junior year to gavin's upcoming junior year is you know the fact that gavin actually had a full summer of seven on sevens where mm -hmm. jake did not so he's allowed to see a lot of defenses a lot of different defenses got a lot of reps this past summer uh it's getting a lot of reps here in camp and you know he's there he's going to get the job done one way or another one thing you're going to notice is that uh gavin is more prone to scramble and uh not scramble to throw but scramble to run where jake was more of a i'm going to escape the pocket you know make some time and then find sage or uh you know, say streaking down the sideline, or you'd have uh, Jack Oliver coming across the middle, or Mike Nays sitting in the zone. So, you know, those are things that are slightly different between the two. But like I said, they're they're basically the same kid. It's just you know, one's right-handed and one was left-handed. Your offense, for those who don't know, very up-tempo, very quick pace. You demand a lot out of the quarterback position. How are you? trying to get Gavin ready because, like you said, um, Jake, it took him a little bit to get used to it. Once he did, you got it into fourth or fifth gear. How do you plan on, I don't want to say easing him in because I don't think you'll do that, but getting Gavin ready for a high-tempo offense and to be kind of the commander-in-chief? Well, the nice thing is that you have JV football to make that happen. Uh, he, When he was a freshman, he was the quarterback on the JV team, and he looked like he understood what was going on. It was very, very basic uh, with the JV squad, but he had to understand what you know, our, our core plays were. And, you know, we this past summer really grew off of those. And uh, he has a lot of input on the offense. I asked him, like, what formations do you like in situations? You know, uh, he's been given the keys to audible and change protections when he needs to. Uh, so a lot of things that you don't really hear at a high school level, but, mm -hmm. you know, we give our guys the opportunity to make things correct. Or, you know, for example, well, you'll see every once in a while, Jake last year, if Sage had single coverage on him, we were taking it every single time. I mean, uh, if if Gavin sees a mismatch or a matchup that he likes, he's allowed to you know make a quick change at the line and we move. It's it's not all passing though. No. You mentioned Gavin will run, and you have the luxury of having a belly grappy in your backfield. Belly grappy special man. I, he he is built different. That is the best way to describe him. Uh, he's a state champion power lifter uh, this past winter. Uh, probably the second strongest kid on our team uh, behind Joey Ramsey, and he he does not go down, man. Like we. We had a blue-white game here uh, on Saturday, and we had to stop the whistle because we didn't want him to hurt anybody else or himself, and the pile was still moving when we were blowing the whistle. I mean, he 
does not he never goes down on first contact. Uh, he's athletic enough to jump over you if you go for his knees. Uh, he's strong enough to run through you. The one play that is very vivid in my brain was against Richmond here. He ran a, a power, ran through the pile, broke three tackles, and then beat everybody else to the sideline on in this corner over here. And he catches the ball very, very well at the backfield. It wasn't for a couple holding calls last year. He probably would have had two to 300 yards receiving, but he ended up with 150, I think, last year on 10 catches. He's just an overall threat on the offense. Well, last year when you started, he actually started week one on your JV, and then you, you slowly used him. And by the end of the BWAC season, that Armada game, he had, what, 40 carries? So he, he really came on late. And once you figured out he was the dude, you gave him the ball like he was the dude. Right, and uh, if you don't... No zone blocking. Zone blocking can be hard to read as a running back if you don't know what to look for. So sometimes it takes a couple of weeks for it to really, you know, uh, click. You can ask uh, John Herman, who's one of our sophomores uh, last year, where because everybody wants to, you know, that's in high school wants to bounce it to the outside. Well, that's yep. not where you want to make your money in zone, you know, zone run schemes. And once the kids understand how defenses flow and how to manipulate the blocking based off of flow and getting your foot in the ground and getting north when you can, that's where you're really dangerous. Uh, like every running back I've ever talked to that's in a bit of his own system, you make your money bending it back. You don't make it mm -hmm. bouncing outside. All right, you guys are, are maybe one of the most high-tech, well-prepared staffs. Moza, uh, we heard earlier today your offense is on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, a couple of the kids uh, have, uh, you know, try to put their put the playbook on Madden. Uh, it's it's pretty uh, pretty nice. So if you don't know, you can go on Madden. The playbook was on there. The kids downloaded and they can kind of go from there. It's uh, I mean, if you're going to play Madden, you might as well do what we do against it on in real life. So uh, it's kind of a uh, cool little trick that uh, Coach Sheridan kind of got us on, and uh, it's been pretty beneficial, I believe. With the BWAC, I don't think it's a stretch to say, depending on how non-conferences go, that you could see as many as six playoff teams come out of this league. How much of a grind is the BWAC, especially playing a lot of games on the road? Especially, I mean, Armada last year was a team that stepped up to be more than it was. You know North Branch is going to be a battle. Almont's always a battle. What's that grind at the BWAC like? It's a different monster, man. I mean, the BWAC, in my opinion, is one of the harder Class B leagues in the state, just that no one knows about us because we can't be found on a map for some reason. Um, it's it's a grind, man. I mean, I've been in the TVC before, where you know you run through the gauntlet that was Freeland, then Swan Valley, then Bullet Creek, then Elma, then John Glenn. It was just Sluggernaut after Sluggernaut, or Juggernaut after Juggernaut, and just Slugfest, and you just it was what it was. Uh, you need a little luck. You gotta stay healthy. That's that's the thing with it, because it is such a physical conference that you know we have a, this luxury. We have eighty kids out here. So, and we have a lot of good quality depth. So if someone does go down, uh, we don't really miss a beat too much. Uh, so that, that's beneficial to us. Uh, and we have a lot of kids that are what I would call the tweeners between a JV and varsity athlete. And we're not afraid to give a kid a shot at it if uh, we think it's gonna be beneficial on Fridays. Yeah, you know, the, the, I guess the honeymoon's over. What, this is year three for you? Yep. Uh, is it easier? Are the kids picking things up quicker? Uh, people throughout the program know the system now, and, and is that just you can show up at practice and go to work, and you're not really having to teach 
everybody the, the terminology and all the stuff that comes with the change. Well, we still got to do that a little bit because uh, we coach both the JV and the varsity over here. There's no JV varsity staff. There's an offensive defensive staff. So uh, well, we get the fun joy having to teach uh, freshmen how to get in stances still and kind of do really the basics. And sometimes that's a breath of fresh air because sometimes you like to get back to the fundamentals and uh, kind of have things almost see the growth because you sit there and have the JV in the first session and then you go to the varsity and like ah oh, see there is growth there's no and sometimes when you go from the varsity to the JV uh, us coaches be like man that is slow compared to what we saw <laughs> earlier today um, but as in terms of how practice is set up I can sit there and say hey break off an individual and the offensive linemen know exactly what their EDDs are every day and uh, they can go through it. Uh, Ramsey's been with me. This is his third year. Uh, Benny Mendoza's been with me at the varsity for his, this is his third year there. They can pretty much run the entire uh, position group without me. So if I have to go, you know, be a head coach and pop around from station to station, I can because I know they'll get the job done and do what they're supposed to. We mentioned this or talked about it a bit earlier. It's one thing to, you know, win the district, get to the regional final. But you and I both know it's a completely different beast. It's a whole nother step or two to get from the regional final to Ford Field. What does this team need to do to make that step to go from, hey, we won a district to, we're playing uh, after Thanksgiving? It's the uh, it's the small details, uh, that's for sure. Uh, I ask my kids all the time, you know, was that a state good practice or was that an area good practice? Do you want to be area good or do you want to be state good? Uh, because what we did today, that means we're just going to be area good. If we, you know, if we have a good practice, hey, that was a pretty good state level practice today. You know, we're we're creating that mindset of we're not okay with just being the best in the area. That's why we went to all these seven on sevens this summer with the, with the likes of Belleville and uh, King and uh, down in the city, and you know, we went to Saginaw and did it with Frank Muth, who was in the state semifinal the past year, and we're playing all these Class A schools from the Saginaw Bay City area because. We want to prepare our guys to learn how to be that state level good. So why not go against state level competition? I mean, we went against Bryce Underwood, who is a uh, preseason All American by Max Preps at quarterback, and won a state championship as a freshman for Belleville. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not to be rude to anybody else that we play, but you're not going to see the kind of speed we just saw down in that uh, that showcase because those are three and four star receivers that are just burning by people, and you know our guys competed with them, and that's always nice to see. I think the other thing that helps you guys is that every day your offense goes up against a really good defense and your defense goes up against a really tough offense. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's funny. Me and Coach Sheridan talked about this yesterday at practice. And I was like, look, man, I know the defense is really good, but can you allow my offensive line to kind of get through the basics so we can kind of <laughs> figure out who's who? Like, I get it. You're, you're, they're fast. Everyone's good on the defense. I get it. I go, but can we start getting some, you know, our old linemen to – Oh, so I can kind of figure out who's who. I you know who needs to be where, uh, having an equal playing field. But the problem is, you know, you look around the other side is our two starting linebackers don't really play offense. They're both juniors. They both got a lot of playing times as sophomores on the varsity mm -hmm. last year. Uh, the entire, I mean, John Herman is going to be a force to be reckoned with at nose tackle. I know that sounds weird for saying a 140 pound kid is going to be a force at nose tackle, but if you see his weightlifting numbers and you didn't know what his body weight was, you'd assume he's a lot bigger than what he was. Uh, he is arguably probably the strongest pound for pound kid we have in the program. Kid that weighs 140 pounds, bench presses over 235, you know, squats in that upper threes, deadlifts close to four. I mean, just a unreal uh, athlete in that regard. And he has a twin brother who's just as strong. 
and who is just as athletic as he is. And uh, Landon Butler is going to be a problem this upcoming year for us uh, on the defensive side, but thankfully he plays, we uh, got him to play some offensive line for us. And oh, it's making us better because, like I said, I don't think we're going to see as good of a defense as we see to, uh, you know in the season because, you know, we're just the team speed is unreal for us on defense. It's it's almost disgusting how quick it is. I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna ask this anyway. What should we expect from the Pioneers in uh, in 2022? Uh, fast physical football. Uh, it's not so like you'll probably see a little bit more running. I know that sounds crazy coming from me because I'm an air raid kind of guy, but you know we'll probably come and smash you know, smash mouth football with him when we need to. I mean, like I said, when I got hired here, I'm not married to an offense. I'm married to a philosophy, and the philosophy is fast. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there might be some games where you see us, you know, want to showcase Belly and, you know, he gets the ball like against Armada for 37 carries for 235 yards and four touchdowns. Or you're going to get the Jake Townsend against uh, Richmond where he throws for 377 yards in the first half and we move on with the day. Uh, so we're – or anywhere in between. Uh, we can win games without completing a pass. We can win games with throwing nothing but passes out there. So I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a team that is hungry to prove that they are better than what they were the previous year um, there's a lot of kids on this team that want to prove that we that they can make the next step and uh, hopefully take a couple take them a couple more trophies along the way all right there's coach Mike LeGro good luck coach stay healthy and uh, we'll enjoy watching pioneer football this season all right thank you and go pioneers Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish, 
Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. We're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, and we're joined by Joey Ramsey with the uh, Pioneers. He'll play both sides of the ball, and he'll be one of those guys mucking it up uh, on the offensive and defensive uh, line. So I'm going to assume right off you like the contact. Oh, I'm all about it. (laughs) So with football, you know, you like to play, you like to get dirty, get in the trenches. but with Coach LeGros' offense, you move pretty quickly. How has that been being a lineman knowing you might have to, once the play ends, you might have to get down and the next play starts 15 seconds later? Uh, you know, sometimes it's it's all a mental thing, you know. You, you, uh, you keep going because you're out there for the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. So you push yourself. Um, you, you get after it in practice so that way you don't, you know, you're not as tired when you get down to go. But 
me personally, I just think, you know, I do it for the guy next to me. So I'm going to give it my all for the, for the guy next to me. So, how, mu how much difference is there from the two sides of the ball? How different is it being an offensive lineman to being a defensive lineman? Uh, you know, offensive line, you know, you got to be, you know, careful of things. You can't, you know, just get after it. You can't be aggressive with it because you might end up getting blown by by a guy on a move. But defensive line, you just got to, if you go out there, be aggressive with it. You know, you can play reckless a little bit, you know. So. Coming off of last year, you made the run to the regional finals fall to Freeland. What has the motivation been like knowing that, uh, as your coach said uh, earlier, it was just a couple plays, the small details were the difference. What has that been the emphasis and what's the motivation been like to get back there and have a different result? You know, everybody, you know, we had a way better uh, turnout in the weight room this year because of that. You know, I can tell you, Belly Grappi get got after it this year because of that. You know, that it drove him. I've never seen somebody work as hard as he did this year. Um, but it's the little things are very, you know, they're emphasized a lot in practice now more than it was so last year. So you got uh, some leadership guys that were here last year that need to be replaced because they've moved on. Kirk Wilson isn't here, Jake Townsend isn't here. Are you gonna be one of those guys that steps up into that role now? Well, I hope so. I hope everybody, you know, you know, can, I hope everybody leads it, you know, cause it's, it, you, you play much better when you have, you know, all those leaders out there, but I try to push everybody as a leader, you know, cause I, I want it, you know, just as bad as all the other schools do. And I hope, you know, my players see it as that, you know, I don't mean to be, you know, if you mean to anybody, I'm just there to push everybody, so. Playing in the BWAC, it's going to get physical, especially Absolutely. in the trenches. Yes. Um, I mean, you look at the Armada game a year ago, it was basically 1930s football and got reduced to because of the mud. What's it like week in and week out knowing that you're going to have a tough nose, grinded out physical type game and you're going to have to take it from both the offensive and defensive lines? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's again, it's a mental thing, you know. Some games you're going to go out there, you're going to have the you know you might get that turf field and it's easy you know the other games are going to have a you know a grass field and it's going to be tough but you know it's still football when you go out there at the end of the day and you just got to go out there and get it done what are the places in the BWAC that are that are just really tough to play it's like oh we got to go there i hate that field um i would have to say the park yeah <laughs> um just because i mean it's it's you know that baseball field you know it makes a difference i mean it looks i don't know maybe it's just mentally but it looks like it's not you know even all the way across but I would have to say the park for sure what are your goals for this cross Lex team obviously league championship you're the hunted now last year you were chasing a champion this year you are the reigning champions and make the deep run in the playoffs but besides that what do you want to get out of this cross Lex team um, I hope that we come out you know and show everybody it was not just a one and done I, I want the I want the whole league to know that we're here to stay for a little while. So I don't, you know, it's it's not just a one and done thing and we're going to get after it, you know. How anxious are you to get after it and get Swan Valley in week one? Uh, I've been waiting for this for this since uh, end of Freeland game, you know. Got in the weight room because of it, you know. That's, you know, it's motivation to get out here and you, you can't even explain the excitement to get out here and play, so. Leave everyone with this. What do you want the identity of not only the, the trenches of Cross-Lex, but the team overall to be this season? That we're here to play. All right. I like it. Joey, stay healthy. Good luck this All season. Right. Thank and, you. Uh, and, and have a great season. All right. Thank you. All right. Joined now by Gavin Espinosa.
who will be the uh, Pioneers quarterback uh, this year, among other things, because I think we'll see Gavin in their secondary as well. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking time out of uh, practice. How's it been going so far? Uh, it's good. Hot day outside. Just keep hydrated. <laughs> uh, keep our focus together for the most point. And, yeah, just go through details for today and go through, like, a quick little walkthrough. So you being on the re a receiver catching the ball last year, you know the shoes you have to fill at quarterback. Obviously, you can't replace a guy like him, but you, you have to forge your own identity. What are you, what are you, how do you plan on leading this Pioneer team, especially at the quarterback position, taking over for Jake Townsend? Uh, well, Jake taught me a lot of things, like all the key techniques you need to be quarterback and be a leader, and you got to be vocal to other kids that don't really know what to do or in the position. And, uh, get after kids that uh, not really necessarily don't know what they're doing, but are a little intimidated and scared for varsity at some points, and just uh, just be the vocal leader as a quarterback. I, I know Coach LeGrow likes to throw the football, but I also know that he's got a, a weapon you, you, you can run, like you'll take off, and, and that's kind of a, a, a dangerous thing where, as Jake might have looked a little bit more to throw it to a guy if you see an opening you're just gonna go oh yeah uh, I use my legs quite a bit when I played quarterback on JV um, I'm gonna try to not get hit as much and try to slide and use the out-of-bounds line because usually I don't you do that I just mm -hmm. try to take off as get as far as I possibly can but yeah my legs are very useful at points Coach LeGros system is very, I don't want to say stressful, but its it puts a lot on the quarterback. It has you make decisions quickly. You're running place twice as fast as most teams. How are, how are you preparing for that? Because, funny enough, speeding it up, it's going to be when the game slows down for you is when you really take that next step. How are you working to slow the game down? Well, just take it play by play. He goes, yeah, he does go fast, but he walks us through all the plays. Very, it's chopped up so like you know what to do at times and like in practice we work on it every day like speed getting to the plays fast and running them well so in the game like you don't have that slow one play where you're about to score on that drive and you're already ready for that next play and you're already on the line we just talked to joey ramsey how nice is it having a guy that big protecting you and opening up holes for you it's helpful a lot he can he does a lot of damage on the offensive line and defensive line Offense. I mean, you go quick. It's you want to. It's almost you want to play as little football as possible because you're trying to score quick. But when you're on the when you'll play on the defensive side, what's it like that quick turnaround from going? All right, we just got off the field. All right, offense just went 75 yards in three plays in a minute, and you're right back out on the field. Well, being quarterback and playing safety is kind of like I don't know. It's a little cheat code at some mm -hmm. points because you know what defense is or offense is run. You know, like what some guys could run, like a flag or something. Me being safety, being able to read the quarterback's eyes, as me being quarterback, it's a little bit easier for me to like scan the defense and the offense at sometimes. How much do you like playing defense compared to offense? Uh, defense, I like to hit a lot, and interceptions. I don't know. I just people say that quarterback shouldn't play both sides, and it gets tiring at point, and you should save your quarterback. But I like the defense a lot, and I like to hit. You talk about saving the quarterback. Earlier you kind of alluded to it. How do you have to take that next step maybe in the maturation process where you're scrambling, you can fight to get a couple, two or three more yards, but if you slide down it might be more in the long run, better in the long run. How have you found that balance? Mm, 
usually sliding isn't my first thing. I'll, I'll throw the ball to bounce here and there, and running, I just try to keep it like, I mean, if there's a good big kick on me, I'm going down. I'm not trying right. to run him over. I'm being smart with it. But at points, I'll take off, and I'll just keep running and fight for a couple extra yards if I have to. You got another guy in the backfield that fights for extra yards. How good is oh, yeah. Belly Groppy? Belly, he's an unbelievable running back. His balance is insane. When he gets tackled, he just somehow keeps his feet and keeps moving. He's a really good running back. You have to replace a really good receiver in Sage Slanik, but you have a lot of other options out there. Who are going to be some of the guys you're looking to, to huck the ball around to this fall? Uh, Drew Hosterman, really, really, really fast kid. Playing the outside receiver this year, taking over Sage's spot. He's good on the go routes, slant routes, posts, anything. He's, he's fast. And uh, Jackson Gonzalez, he's another inside slot. He's fast, too. Gets off the line pretty quick. Good at blocking off the run. Um, other outside receiver, I forget his name. Oh, Trevor Soul. He's a tall, lengthy kid. He can jump, too. Um, he's kind of replaced to Sage, and he's, I think he's a little bit faster. And throwing the ball up to him would be a relief if I can get it to him at points and times at the end of the game. Throwing up to him in like a back corner post, mm. he's a good weapon. Well, I'll just well, we saw your seven on seven against Marysville, and you were zipping it around pretty good that day. So if that's any indication, I know you can throw the football. Yeah. Well, uh, as the leader, what do you want this Pioneers team to be this season? Uh, I want everyone to have a goal and BWAC. We say it a lot that isn't our focus and. BWAC is just take it game by game every day. Focus on every practice. The game next week doesn't matter. It's the week you're on right now. And the scrimmage coming up, we just got to focus on that, get kids in. Uh, I don't know, attention to details. That's pretty much it. All right, Gavin, stay healthy and uh, good luck. Thanks for having me. I know me. it's going to be a good season. Yeah. All right, there's Gavin Espinosa. Brady, I got lucky last year because uh, I was here for the Richmond game, and that's when our next guest kind of literally burst onto the scene. Uh, Belly Groppy joins us now. He'll be in the backfield for the Pioneers this season. Uh, number one, thanks for doing this with us. And number two, why Belly? <laughs> uh, well, uh, when I was younger, my older brother, Tony, uh, couldn't, my nickname was Gabrelli from a cartoon show I never even seen or something. And uh, he couldn't say Gub Rally, and all he could say Belly. And uh, <laughs> just over time, it just became Belly. And so ever since, you know, probably I was six, it just basically became my name, so. All right, well, the one, the other thing besides calling you <laughs> Belly that everyone seems to mention about you is how you get after it in the weight room and how big of an emphasis you put on that. Why is that so important, and how has that helped you develop from this year, or from last year to this year? Like, uh, you mean like? Just as a football player and overall. Oh yeah, I uh, don't want to be the one that gives up. You know, I don't want to be the one that costs the game or something. I really like to try hard. I give it my all every time. I, uh, I uh, try hard. <laughs> I try hard as I can. You show that on the on the field because you're you're tough to bring down and you're always fighting to get that extra yard. Yeah. Th I uh, I was kind of just taught that way. I guess uh, my dad is pretty good. He's pretty good at uh, yeah, uh, and the, my tackle coaches and Coach Monzo and they all all from since I was six. Coach John, he 
he's out here right now. He, just all of them coaches and my dad, they all brought me up the way I am. So it's credit to them. Well, they got they could see the fruits of their labor, especially at the end of the season. That Armada game, it felt like they Coach Legros didn't even have to call in the play. They were running the same run play over and over and over again for you. What was that like? I mean, obviously it's a mentality that you carry the ball 37 times and carry number 37 was just as violent as carry one. What was that like? Is it just that mentality to never give up and don't be the weak spot of the team? Yeah, basically, yeah. I, uh, I did. Coming into that game, I had no idea I was going to get that many carries halftime. I don't know what I was at. And then coach said in the locker room, I'm sorry, but your legs are going to be sore after this game. <laughs> and after that, I was like, all right. And so I, after halftime, I knew I was going to get the ball a lot more. So, so. It's fun, though, isn't it? Yeah. You'd it, rather carry it oh, yeah. seven times seven. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. That was, definitely, that was my favorite game. Funnest for me, anyways. Well, in this offense, obviously Coach Grow, if he can, he'll throw it 50 times right. if, if they let him. But you have a lot of weapons around you. You're not a one. A sure one. Do. You're not the only show in town. Yeah, no. You go from Jake Townsend to yeah. Gavin Espinosa. You're gonna have a good yeah. set of receivers. Yeah, What's have. it like to have weapons around you that maybe takes the load off you a bit, so the defense can't go. All right, right. let's stop the running back and we'll be fine. Yeah, it's amazing having. We have like 12 wide receivers that would be a starter at any other school I think in the BWAC and I think it's amazing so if I'm tired you know could swap me out for someone or throw the ball or something we have we have a lot of talent you actually catch the ball pretty good and coach was telling us if it wasn't for a couple of penalties you, you'd have had probably twice the number of receiving yards that you did last year yeah there was a couple that uh, got called back yeah I mean, it is what it is, you know. In the BWAC, it, it's a physical league. Um, when you're running the ball, you're going to have some big bodies hitting you. You're going to have some good linebackers coming up to stop you. What's it? What's that grind like going week in and week out, knowing you're not going to play any finesse teams. You're going to have to grind out every victory. Uh, I don't. I mean, I just go. You know, <laughs> I just if uh, it's plugged, I either hit it hard or try to. Bounce it, not bounce it. We were taught <laughs> never to bounce it. We're taught to bang it or bend it. That That's the sign of a well-coached kid because you could tell he caught his mistake and the message is getting through to him. Right. Good stuff. Uh, Belly, well, what do you hope the Pioneers can achieve this year? I think we can achieve all the way. I think we can go to Ford Field and win it. I really do. I thought we could have did it last year and we just had a rough ending last year. Uh, I mean, it was what it was, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do good this year. Well, we sure hope uh, you do go for a long ride, and we'll be right there with you along the way. Thanks for taking a little time out of your practice to spend it with us. All righty, thank you. you did a great job. Good luck this season. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Mortimer Lumber, 
Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, 
Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, Benny, you're going first? Yeah. Benny Mendoza joins us now, and uh, he's on the uh, line, plays both sides of the ball. little first base, too. Brady. Yeah. thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> So how, how's camp been going? I know you and Landon, we'll talk to him in a second, but playing in the trenches, got to get after it. Coach LeGros expects a lot of his uh, offensive line. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely been really fun during camp or whatnot. You know, getting dirty, getting in the trenches or whatever, going to work every day, just trying to make make everybody else better. Iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, best against best that we could do. So You've been doing it. You've been starting uh, and up on the varsity, what, for three years? Yeah. Three years. So uh, you're a leader, and a lot is expected of you. And uh, I know Coach said uh, yesterday's practice was a little rough. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being that leader, especially losing some really good ones from last year? How are you trying to replicate them and fill that role? I mean, it's definitely some big shoes to fill. Um, I guess like try and push everybody to do the best they can every day and if we see someone that's slacking off during drills or whatnot we got to get on them and we got to you know tell them like if you want to play with us and you want to play on a Friday or Thursday night for example you have to you know give it your all every day even at practice not even just games. It's high speed it's up tempo you guys have to get ready fast after plays are over. Yep. Um, what is that like uh, and how is how tough is it? Oh, um, well, during the first, you know, few weeks, like these couple weeks, we've been conditioning a lot, beginning, middle, and end of practice, just to, you know, we want to snap the ball every 15, 20 seconds, so we got to get up there, we got to go, especially with the pads on, it's kind of tough, but you'll get used to it eventually with LeGrow, you know, making <laughs> us run at the beginning or whatnot, so... Yeah, it's not that bad after a couple weeks, but first weeks are definitely a struggle. Well, you've had three years with them, and I'm sure the first year you showed up and you went, what the hell? <laughs> Every 15 seconds, yeah. this is the BWAC. That's not how it goes yeah. down. But in your third year, have you finally kind of gotten used to it, gotten to it? Because when it's clicking on all cylinders, it can be a thing of beauty. Yeah, well, I got used to it, you know, midway through my second year because I – First year I didn't play offense, I played mm-hmm. defense, and then second year we you know, we lost Schaefer, so our center, so I had to step up, and, you know, play center a little bit. So I was definitely struggling a little bit, but then when I started playing both sides, I got used to it. And yeah, be a little different this year, Jake and Gavin. Jake would scramble to throw. Mm-hmm. Gavin will scramble to run. Yeah. So that's how how does that change things up for you? Um, well, I mean, I get to run next to him, I guess, if he's running down <laughs> the field. But yeah, I, for Jake, it's uh, he was more of a thrower. He wasn't really trying to run it a lot. He's trying to get some big plays down the field. But Gavin, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder, man. He'll lay some linemen out. He'll try to at least. But he's definitely a physical guy, physical kid. Well, let's go over to Landon right. now for a second. So we'll just start off. How's camp been for you? Everything been going well? No, it's not your first time through. Camp been going well? Yep, camps are going really well. Talk about because. Brady never shuts up about his. <laughs> Talk about your pick six last year. Oh, it was Armada. it was amazing. I've never had that experience before. So I look over at the sideline, everyone's jumping. I just I had goosebumps. It was so fun. 
Well, yeah, the the VWAC was a tough uh, league, and that was a that was a weird game because that was still when the field was playable, I yeah. guess, before it was just all mud and slush and slime. What was that game like? Because you guys were talking about it. It was a different experience, and that hopefully we don't get weather like that again. And that might be the only time you get to play in a game like that. It was weird because we went, we did our little run around to to start stretching, and we're like, oh, this feels nice. It's a little soft, but that will, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And we started stretching. Everyone has mud all over them already. We're like, oh boy, it's gonna be. We're gonna be in for a ride. Yeah, you know, what everyone knew about last year's Cross Lex team. If you would have told me before that game, Jake Townsend wouldn't complete a pass, I'd have said, uh oh, the Pioneers are in trouble. But you guys found a way. You guys used your size on the lines and found a way to win a, a BWAC title. Yep. You're on both sides of the, the ball. Talk a little bit about uh, blocking for Belly Grappi. It's it's a nice little thing because he'll just, you, you're you blocking, then you look over, and he's already 50 yards down the field. You're like, oh, I guess I can stop <laughs> blocking now. <laughs> well, you play basketball as yep. well. You've had a lot of success here. Yep. What's it been like setting the culture of, hey, we don't just want to win a playoff game. We just don't want to. We want to make deep runs, and we want to start doing things no one in this school has done before. What's setting that culture like? I think we just have high expect expectations for ourselves, and we want to be good. We want to be good, and we want to prove everybody else wrong. Landon Butler and Benny Mendoza. You guys did a good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, before you let you go, uh, either of you can answer this. What do you want the Pioneers to be uh, this season in 2022? Um, I want to make another, you know, deep playoff run like we did last year. Hopefully, out physically, fit or what's it called, <laughs> Freeland this year, not Finland. Sorry. Um, definitely want to, you know, try and give them a run for their money again. And hopefully, you know, we can beat them this year. All right, thanks, guys. And Landon, yeah, if you want to say anything, if not, I know you can uh, get back to practice. And well, we'll see you throughout the season. Thanks for joining All us. All right, thank you, guys. All right, now I have the toughest part of any segment. So we've got Trevor Soule, Jackson Gonzalez, and Drew Hosterman. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. All right. Awesome. Yeah, now yeah, when we asked Coach LeGrow for someone, he just said, all right, we'll send the entire receiving core over. So we'll start with this. Everyone knows Croslex's offense is a little different in the BWAC. You guys go fast pace. What's that like knowing that, hey, we just got 15 yards on a first down. We got about 12 seconds to get to the line and get ready to start the next play. Yeah, with that, I think our practices are very high tempo, and that's what we're used to, just getting back to the line and waiting for the next play call. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with Trevor. It's really fast-paced, and we're always moving consistently and stay going. Yeah, one thing, I think we got a pretty deep receiver core. That kind of helps us out with that fast tempo. We can sub in and out and keep it rolling. All right, one guy who's not back this year who's uh, – a uh, pretty good receiver was Sage Slanik. What did you guys learn watching him uh, play, and, and who in this group is most like Sage? Um, with Sage, I saw he had a lot of confidence, and if he saw a corner that, you know, he thought he could catch it over, he was making sure Coach called it to him. And So, yeah, I think either me or Drew, because Coach does that a lot with us. Yeah, I have to agree. Trevor's just a lot taller than all of us, so he can get <laughs> up there. So, I'd say Trevor's definitely the most like Sage. His soft hands make the plays, and yeah, I'd say Trevor's most like Sage. 
Last couple of years, Coach LeGros kind of brought a swagger to Crosslex, especially you're winning a lot and you're doing it in style, putting up points quickly. And I know receivers, most of the time, like to lead the charge with, with all that. What's the attitude like when you're showing up and it feels like you're expecting to put up 40, 50 points on a team? Um, I think just being confident is a big part in that. You know, you got to come into the week thinking that's what you're going to do, put up 30, 40, and, you know, there's really nobody that can guard you. That's how you got to think about it. Yeah, I'd say it takes a lot of confidence to go out there and put up 50 on a team every week and not boost, like, our ego too much. Yeah, we put in a lot of practice in the offseason, obviously, and we just got to trust ourselves that that's going to pay off and not get the – not let the pressure get to us too much and just tr trust our hard work. How fun is it? Because uh, I, I know well, I was here for the Richmond game and Jackson, you had a long touchdown catch in that one. And Drew, you had a long touchdown catch in that one. How fun is it playing in this offense? Um, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, we're always moving. Never know. Every, every play could be yours. And yeah. I'd say it's a lot of fun when we get to run our routes and get open. And we have a quarterback who's able to consistently get us the ball all the time, which really helps out a lot. So, yeah, we got all of us are good receivers, and it gives everybody a chance to score and make a play. So it's a lot of fun to play for this offense. You guys have a ton of good skill position players. I mean, obviously you three, Gavin at quarterback, he can throw it, he can run it. Belly Grappy, everyone's been singing his praises at running back. What's the dynamic like, the unselfishness and the whole chemistry of all the skill position guys where there could be five, six, seven different guys that could touch the ball at any one time and they could be a big threat to score? Yeah, I think that just pushes each and every one of us to get better. You know, like Coach says it a lot, we've got a lot of – We've got a lot of depth and a lot of guys that could start on an even night, so it just makes us want to strive to be the best of them. Yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it takes a lot for each and all of us to take our turns with different plays and stuff and not getting like too much in our heads because each and every spot's special with all of our guys, and we're so deep in each spot, so it really helps out. I think it's kind of scary for the other defenses because we can come at you so many ways. We can go deep. We can run power with belly. And it's kind of tough to defend. We can come at a, come at a team in different ways. And we haven't even talked about your tight end, Vanderbeek, who's about <laughs> 13 feet tall. <laughs> it's, it's a scary proposition. How different is Gavin from Jake in terms of the, the passes that he's throwing to you guys? Um, honestly, I don't think they're a lot different. Both of them can throw a very pretty ball, and they can get on. They can both get out of the pocket really good. I, I mean, it's hard to guard either of them, so they'll give teams problems. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty similar in a lot of ways, except for like which hand they throw with, <laughs> which it's a little different. But I mean, you get used to it real quick. So yeah, Jake and Gavin are really similar. They do a lot of the same stuff. Both good leaders, and I don't know. I think he'll. He's got a chance to be really good, too. Coach LeGros, stressing the small details, said it was really the two kickoffs against Freeland that ended up being the difference. You saw how close they were to getting to Ford Field, knowing that you were right there with them. What has it been like emphasizing the small details, and how have you prepared for this season, hoping to make another deep run, this time coming out on the other end of that regional title game? Um, it seems like everybody on our team has goals to be that far so everyone's kind of holding each other accountable and that even goes back to January when we're starting our off-season stuff 
everybody's working hard and you know that they just remember those details yeah coach really emphasizes the small details for each and every one of us in each spot so it really helps out when he like uh, gets us focused up and motivated to, to work harder and push ourselves to try and get to the next level yeah this summer one thing I think we did really well was hit the weight room as a big part of it and we did that pretty well so that prepared us pretty good for this season all right I'm gonna let you guys get back to uh, practice uh, here but you guys did a great job that's uh, Trevor Jackson and Drew and these are the guys who are gonna be catching the ball right sounds good thanks again guys yep, thanks guys all right we talked to quite a few of the pioneers uh, here today uh, and uh, again, I just get the feeling, Brady, that uh, it, it, they're just going to reload, that, that there's some talent here and that uh, some of these kids are going to be really good. Oh, I don't think there's a doubt about that. My biggest concern was not that if they would be good or not. I don't think that's the question. It's how quickly can they find their stride? Because you saw it in the middle of the BWAC season, Dennis. The I don't know if the Richmond game was maybe their crescendo or their high point, the climax of the BWAC season because they were hitting on all cylinders. But how quickly can they get to that? Because remember, they stumbled against Williamston out the gate. And North Branch, they didn't. They played well, but it, you knew it wasn't their ceiling. And that's just what I'm going to be curious about. Is it going to be week one, boom, right away? Because I know Gavin Espinosa is talented. I know he has the athletic ability. I'm not worried about that. It's, it's always different when there's a different team and it's not a controlled setting like practice. How quickly is he going to be able to just hit the ground running? Yeah, and we'll find that out here sooner than uh, later, in, a, in a, less than a week now. We'll uh, have that uh, that result of that first football game, and it'll be interesting to see. But, I, but I'm also not going to go into panic mode if week one doesn't go the, the way they want it to. Um, I still think they're the team to beat in the BWAC, and it's to me, how are they playing in week 10 that matters? Absolutely. One thing, though, we do get lost in the offense, but Dennis, this is coming off a team that had, by points allowed, the second best defensive BWAC team ever in league play, only behind that Almont team that went to uh, Ford Field. That's... That's something that I think you're going to get a lot. Yeah, you lose Kirk Wilson, but you're going to have a lot of guys back and some new guys that they're really excited about. Not only are the Pioneers going to score, they're going to keep the numbers low for the other team as well. Yeah, we had a long conversation earlier today with Coach Sheridan. He is really proud of his defense. The Pioneers are going to throw some looks at some people, and they're going to play some good aggressive uh, football uh, and it might be the bigger um, strength of their football team this year than their offense and their offense is going to be pretty darn good. Speaking of their defense, you want to get uh, the DC on right now? You yeah, want to yeah, get them? We'll, yeah, we'll let's bring because this might be the only time he talks to us all season <laughs> once Brady puts them too low on the ranking. Yeah, let's let's get uh, <laughs> Coach Sheridan. We'll, we'll have to edit a little right here, but we'll get him on. 
All right, so here he is, the defensive coordinator, Coach Sheridan. And uh, we talked to you a little earlier uh, today. Man, why are you so down on your defense? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not down on the D. I just we put our put our nose to the floor, and we're we're uh, taking a little different model this year. We're just we're going to stay under the radar. We're going to work hard, and we're just going to let the cards fall where they may. I'm going to call BS on one of the things you said because you are not sliding under the radar. You are coming off of one of the best performances in a BWAC season the league has ever seen. I don't think anyone's going to let Crosswalk slide under the radar offensively or defensively. I think you have a big red target on your back. You're, you're, you're probably right. Um, I guess let me, let me specify what I mean. So last year there was a lot of hype. Um, lot of media presence and I think I think it affected us in week one um, I think we came out with a lot of pressure a lot of a lot of unadded pressure that we really didn't that we really didn't need and it's tougher for high school kids to decipher between what's being talked about and what's what's actual reality so you know we came out against Williamson thinking maybe we were a little better than 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 what we actually were um, so we had to make some adjustments, coaches included. So I, it's just trying to stay away from all of that and and come out and work hard and, like I said, see where the see where the cards fall. And I, I think they'll fall in the right direction. But you know we haven't played a game yet, so let's see where that goes. You know when we generally when we go, oh they've got a lot of weapons. We're talking about the offensive side of the ball. You got a lot of weapons on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, yeah, we do. I mean, I lost. I lost some guys. I lost some dudes last year. Kirky Wilson, um, Xander Collins, um, Jack Oliver. I mean, I lost some guys. I lost. I lost a lot of seniors. Um, but it's always been my thing to to develop from underneath. Um, so we have some young talent coming up that actually has a lot of varsity experience. Um, so we have young varsity experienced players coming up so you know i i do read the media at times i do see what gets said and i have seen you know i have seen i've seen it that that we lost everybody um we're we're reloading sorry rebuilding um i like to think we're just reloading so well, you know the BWAC's going to be a tough conference. It always is. Um, last year, you, I don't think a lot of uh, us included expected that week eight game to end up being the BWAC championship game, but it did. Armada, they hope that they come back and they kind of reload as well. You know it, North Branch and Almont's going to be. What's it like preparing for offenses in the BWAC where you kind of get a little of everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I love our conference for that, for that fact. Um, now this year, uh, the way our schedule ended up, I think when I looked at it, I think we play four, maybe five T teams all in a row, which hardly ever happens. Usually we'll see one or two T teams, then we'll get a spread team, then we'll get a, a flex bone team. Um, but this year we have four or five T teams all in a row. Um, but the diversification of the offenses is actually, it's actually nice. It, it keeps the kids active. Um, you know, if you're doing the same things over and over and over in practice, that that they tend to get complacent, and then that's when you know when mistakes happen. So yeah, you look at the end of your schedule: home against Delmont, home against MLA City. Which, with the coaching change, we'll yep. see what they have. But you know, at at North Branch is going to be, and you know what Freeland's going to yep. be. So yeah, a lot of wing TTs. A lot of T. And we don't know what MLA City is going to be. Um, 
I suspect they're going to be a power team of some sort. Um, you know, Algonac, um, I'm not sure what they're going to be either. So, I, you know, we have some changes this year. I, I, I never like coach turnover either because as coaches, we get comfortable and we have files of we know what works against what teams. So when we have coaching changes, now we got to hit the reset button again and do it all over, figure out what, you know, what their tendencies are, how they like to do things and so forth. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. What's the, what's the toughest one to defend? What, what what type of offense gives the most headaches to a defensive coordinator? Man, you're you're making me give up the weaknesses. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a there's a multitude of things that are that are tough to tough to defend at times. Um, you know, I give credit where credit's due. Uh, Jeremy Furman's offense it it's tough because it's not just the T. Um, he runs a lot of different things. He runs some inside outside veer. He runs the T. Um, he has some trickery. So you have to prepare for trickery. Um, but I, I would say that that inside outside veer is tough to defend because it makes your kids do things that they're not used to doing. Yeah. You talked about this a little earlier. You mentioned last year your defense was elite. How do you have that standard set, but you also have to remind the kids hey, it's a new year. We're all starting at zero and zero. You're, you can't just ride off the coattails of a great team last year. Um, you know, like I said earlier, uh, we haven't even played a game yet with this defense. Mm -hmm. um, the defense last year actually evolved into an elite defense. Um, I think when we started off, we were still putting a few things together. Um, it, you know, it, it, it feels like to me, like every year I go back to this, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I don't have a Mike linebacker. <laughs> it just seems like the, it, that just seems to be the position that that uh, I have troubles with, and then it always ends up working out. So last year, I didn't have a Mike linebacker. Kirky's, I brought Kirky Wilson up as a sophomore, and he played outside linebacker his whole career. I flipped him to a Mike linebacker, and he turned into he turned into a dude. Um, I lost Kirky this year. Um, I got another one. So I got another one. Um, it, it, these kids just got to get – I have a tough defense. These kids, are, they've worked hard. Um, I'm proud of where we're at, and we'll see how things stack up in week one. You ready for Swan Valley? Could you play them tomorrow? Yes, we could play them tomorrow. I've, I've been preparing for Swan Valley. Um, I think, I think Mikey, I think it was probably – I took two weeks off after we lost. I was stung pretty good. Um, I took a couple weeks off just to – just to collect my thoughts and get going but um, we got we got film on Swan Valley right out the get and I've been preparing for him ever since well I think we're all pretty excited for pioneer football this fall so coach good luck hopefully your defense stays healthy throughout the rest of camp and uh, good luck against Swan Valley thanks guys all right uh, Brady let's get your uh, final thoughts here on Croslex pioneers and your experience today it is what I thought they were going to be. I mean, again, am I a little concerned you have three absolute studs that you have to figure out how to replace? Yes. Uh, do I think it's going to be as much of an uphill battle as it would be for a lot of teams in a lot of other situations? No. I think they have a, a really solid core, and I just don't see a lot of glaring weak spots. Like with some teams, you go, okay, they have really good skill position players, or they have really good line and then the, the, the opposite isn't necessarily true. I don't think there is a spot where you look at this team on film and you go, 
this is where we can get them. This is where they will struggle if X happens. And the only things I can say are the same things with everything, turnovers, things like that, because with the offense, you saw it against Freeland. It happened against Williamston. When it goes south, it's hard to put the brakes on and, and kind of get the train back on the tracks. Well, I, th- I think um, this uh, offense is going to score, but I think this defense might be the strength of this football team. Uh, I was kind of saying that before Coach Sheridan joined us. Um, I don't think they're going to give up a ton of points. I don't know that there's going to be a Williamston or a Freeland who puts up over 40 on them. And if you look at what happened between those two games, they weren't giving up points. And I, and I, and I think that the, this defense – is going to be really good, especially in conference. And what were the similarities between some of those games? Yeah, Freeland and Williamston's offense did a really good job scoring, but what helped them? Yes, in the in the Williamston game, two big early turnovers, two special teams turnovers against Freeland, and that puts you behind the eight ball, and you get into a track meet, and you're already a half a lap behind. It takes a lot to come back. I don't want to take as much time as we normally do with the schedule, but let's just go through it real quick. Open at Swan Valley. I think that'll be a somewhat telling game early, but like you said, I'm not going to hit the panic button, but I'm also not going to crown them if they win that game either. I think it's a good litmus test, though, to start. Yeah. Uh, We know that the BWAC is going to be tough, but again, uh, I'm just being honest here. Right now, before we've played a game, Mm -hmm. They're the favorite against everybody, in, in my opinion. And they open a lot on the road. We talked with Coach LeGrow. They go to Richmond, and Richmond, we've said it all preseason, is the probably our biggest question mark in the league. We think they could maybe be up there and contend for a title. We think they might be still trying to figure it out in the middle of the pack. Armada at home. We'll find out week one. If Armada is a force to be reckoned with, or if they're still, if they're rebuilding a bit when they take on Marine City, and if the Tigers are legit and they're three and zero to start the season, Dennis, I don't think would have any choice to put them um, to buy into the hype train because they would have probably beat our two top teams that we have at least in the preseason. Yeah, uh, absolutely. At Algonac, at Yale, you expect those to be wins with Cross Lex. Those are two programs that are kind of on their way up. Uh, Almont at home could be an interesting one, Dennis. Almont's one we don't know a ton about, but they're the Raiders, and you expect them to be near the top of the BWAC. Yeah, the, the, they're the they're the team that we don't, again, I think this is the second or third year in a row, we don't really have a gauge on them uh, yet, but um, we know that they'll be solid. But they might be a little younger, too, this year. Emily City's got a new coach that came in late. I think it'll take him a little time, Coach Brown, over at Emily City. The big one's at North Branch Week 8. I don't know how to feel about this one because for both sides, you don't want to play each other when the system's going well, and it's usually going well about Week 8. I think the fact that it might be a little colder and maybe a little crappier weather might lean North Branch's way, but just looking at the schedule, and again, Dennis, before a game's been played, before we've seen them play any meaningful snaps, that's probably the game with the biggest chance to trip up the Pioneers. Uh, I'll just say, if this game were being played in week two, um, your hype train uh, potential (laughs) would be off the charts. By week eight, Either you're going to be hyping this game like it is the second coming, 
or we're going to be disappointed that it's not the great matchup we were hoping for. And I think it will at least be two teams at absolute worst case scenario, two teams with a winning record. I think both those teams will be playoff bound, but it's kind of set up nice to you look and you go, all right, if Almont or Armada or Richmond doesn't have anything to say about it, that could be for the BWAC title. I, yeah, we'll find out a, out a lot about both teams between now and then. And Freeland at home, it was a, it's a regional final rematch from last year. And the one thing I want to ask you about this, Dennis, and I know some coaches avoid it. Obviously, Coach Legro isn't. But you're playing a team week nine that that you could that see you could in the playoffs. I don't think they're close enough to be in a district, but you could play them week nine, and then if things go well, you could see them week 12. Yeah. But, but by that point, too, I think you'll know that. And I, and I think in, in week nine, you then have the option of showing them your whole package or holding back, um, knowing that in, in two or three weeks you're going to play them again. Yeah, it's just I, I love that they're playing the tough competition because they, you know their goal, state title, to, to be the man you got to beat the man. And Co- Coach LaGrosse said at the beginning, but – I almost kind of wish Freeland and Swan Valley were flipped to where you played them week one in Swan Valley. I believe they're D5, so you know you're not going to see them. But that that's the that, that's the tough one at the end of the year. Dennis, I, I, I do think Cross-Lex is the favorite. Could I see them tripping up in the BWAC? Yes, because it is such a tough league. And you never know when you get a, a weird weather game. I mean, heck. It was a 6 nothing game against uh, Notre Dame Prep. They played the Mud Bowl against Armada. Things like that happened. The BWAC's almost exclusively grass. But I don't see them tripping up in league more than once. The non-conference is going to determine, okay, is this a team that could be playing for a spot in Ford Field, or is this going to be a team we hope to win a playoff game, maybe two? Well, you the, the non-conference games, I think, will determine whether this is a team that gets to play some home games in the postseason or this is a team that's got to go on the road all right anything else about cross lex um we'll have our big preview show monday that'll be a long one but uh besides that it's it's been a fun camp circuit i've learned a lot about teams and i will tell you before we did camps i had my preseason top 10 kind of figured out and just from the camps alone and talking to people i've definitely flip some things around i think we'll have that we'll, we'll have that monday or will, will we have that wednesday uh we'll we'll talk about that I, I i think we'll probably save that for wednesday we'll do top 10 and obviously week one picks on wednesday's show monday show i, I think we'll, we'll stick to previewing all the the teams and all the leagues all right real quick before we go monday the big preview show will go through the, the all our mac teams all the BWAC. we'll bring mike gallagher on for the, the the thumb teams wednesday you mentioned it top 10 picks and then uh friday morning we'll have the reactions to the game thursday thursday we have richmond st Clair, almont marysville friday our maida marine city port here on high grand rapids catholic central keep in mind that ph game is an afternoon game yeah Yes. You get to, to hear both games, I think, on Friday. And Saturday has Mooney and Parkway. Yep. So, sounds good. Uh, we'll have a big show for you coming up on Monday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.